Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 16 of the NBA show. I am your new host, Riley Killian, and today I am joined with new member Haley and man behind the scenes, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, producer Jack. Uh, so we will go straight into the warm up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Okay, so Haley, I just want you to introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers. What what connects you to basketball? What what do you like to do in your spare time? Anything about you that you want to share? And welcome to the Mojo Network and to our NBA show. Thanks, Riley. Well, thank you for inviting me onto the show, first of all. <laughs> um, so I play NBA One at Casey Cavaliers this season. It's our first year in NBA One for the team. Um, in terms of position, I sort of don't really have a position in basketball. I, like, just play whatever the team needs. Um, I went to the Sports Academy with Riley, the host. Yes. Finished there now, and now I'm still at Deakin University. Yeah. You're a pro basketballer, um, just so the listeners know. She can almost dunk it. She's pretty elite. Who's your favourite NBA team or do you follow a particular player or what What do you love about the NBA? Definitely favourite players, Kawhi Leonard. Like, he's the standout. So this last season was a bit boring not having him playing. Um, and then also Paul George is my other second favourite. So when they teamed up, that was like, okay, I have to go for the Clippers now. <laughs> Yeah, but I follow the NBA pretty closely. So I remember watching all those games with you at, when we go hang out all the time. So <laughs> yeah. we are super, super keen to have you on board and can't wait to hear more of your perspective on the things happening in the NBA and just your general knowledge of the game. It's really exciting to have you on board. And Jack, I'm going to ask you the same question. I mean, you're the producer of the show. You make the run sheet. So you know everything, basically. You know, you have all the knowledge, um, but tell listeners what you like about basketball, what connects you to basketball, you know, who's your inspiration, who's your favourite players? Um, all right, yeah, so I, my connection to basketball is I just play domestic, really. Like, I, because well, I, I'm Riley's brother, I don't know if she's mentioned this, we went, we lived in LA for a year, so during that time, she got into basketball, and then I eventually got into basketball too um and then yeah so I haven't really reached you know the top of the heights in basketball but I still play domestic in the old men's league you know senior division Mm -hmm. with the old men can't dunk we're going strong (laughs) we're gonna win I reckon we might win the chip fingers Mm -hmm. crossed it's a tough competition section 10 so Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you it makes sense because section 10 is like the second highest if you think about it so yeah it's the toughest to watch actually um you wouldn't know (laughs) and then with uh nba i don't know i just really enjoy watching the games supporting teams like my favorite teams okc um you know got we got my favorite couple i got a lot of the favorite players there you got sga 
you got Poku, we got Chet now, mm-hmm. we got Josh Giddy, who's everyone's giddy for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Dorcha Chamber and Lou Dort. We just we got Thin Towers, you know, we're going great. But our favorite player is different. It's still Russell Westbrook, even if he's had a really bad season. Yeah. I just blame Lakers. It's, it's their fault. Hey, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. Well, thank you, Jack, for popping on board. You still run basically the entire show, so thought we'd put put you in eventually onto onto the show. And yeah, we're looking forward to um, maybe seeing a bit more of you in the coming weeks. In saying that, we will go into all ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? MVP Shaquille O'Neal. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Bird. Magic. Red hot here. An incredible shot by LeBron James. Jordan with two seconds to go. Puts it up. It's good at the buzzer. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. He said, I'm going to show you. Nobody will ever work as hard as I work. Okay, so today we are talking about a very, very gifted player in the NBA. He was the 15th overall pick in the 2013 draft. He's none other than the Greek freak himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is just an elite player. Um, But to talk more about this, I might jump to you first, Haley. What do you like about Giannis or what stands out to you the most about him and his game? Um, Well, obviously just his physique, like he's sort of a one in a decade, one in a century sort of like he's got that athleticism and the length. But I think more so than any of that, it's probably just his work ethic and his humility because a lot of people who get to that level, they're quite like arrogant or, you know, think they just deserve it all. But he's just always worked really hard. And Mm. I think like in the finals, that's what worked for him because he was making the small plays and it wasn't just all about having the glory. It was about doing what was best for the team and, you know, his loyalty as well. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of those loyal players that you want to keep at your organisation for as long as you can. He would have played against Kawhi Leonard a few times in playoff runs, I think, in when Toronto went for theirs. So you probably yes. watched him a bit more closely in that. You probably watched him a bit more closely in that, didn't you? Yes, definitely. When Kawhi dunked on him. Oh, you're bringing out the toughness now. Just to remind everyone, Kawhi's better. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I think Giannis is such a, uh, like, as you said, Haley, he's, he's very um, down to earth. Uh, I, heard, I hear stories all the time about how he, in his first year, would send all his checks back home and he couldn't even afford a taxi to the game. So he had to run the entire way to the stadium to get there on time and um, when he was over in Greece he couldn't even afford basketball shoes so him and his brothers had to share a pair of basketball shoes when they were playing which just shows how how far he's come but I'll pass this on to Jack what do you think of him do you think he's just a run and dunk type of player or do you think he is the legit deal he's a two-time MVP I don't think you can't say he's the real deal he's a two-time MVP if he, if he really was just a run and dunk thing, like James Harden once said, then he would have been stopped already. Like if you look at, for example, I don't know, uh, Russell Westbrook, right? He's just a run and dunk kind of player. He's been stopped easily. If Giannis was really like that, you know, he would have been, 
he would have been like called out mercifully. He would have just been terrible. But he's just shown like he's even improving on his three pointer this season. Like he's just been great, and it doesn't even need no one can stop him. Like he's yeah. up there, he's getting nearly as dominant as like a Shaq sort of player, where if you just chuck the ball into him, you just got to pray and hope that you can foul him to get to the free throw line because there's nothing else you can really do. And he's working on his free throws too. Um, mm. Obviously, coming out of the finals, they were all they're all mocking him for shooting a foul shot in 12 seconds. Um, but now he's worked on it and you can tell that he, he always wants to improve his game. Like Haley said, um, very elite player. Um, I'll pass this on to either of you, whichever wants to jump in first. Where do you see him on the all time ranking? Obviously he's still quite young. He's still got a long career, hopefully ahead of him. Um, where do you see him maybe finishing on the um, all time ranking? Did he make the NBA 75 team? I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. he did. So do you think he'll go higher than that? Or do you think maybe he, where he is now, where would you put him in that all-time 75 and can he get higher? Um, I don't know if he'd make... I don't, I don't know where he'd be in all-time 75. Like out of all the power forwards, he's definitely... I reckon he's probably top five because I like him more than Karl Malone, for example. I like. I think he's probably tied with maybe Kevin Garnett you have Tim Duncan and Dirk ahead of him. But if you've got Giannis in that top, he's probably a top five power forward of all time. And then mm-hmm. 75, he's definitely top 30 to 40, I reckon, mm-hmm. even potentially 20s. Yeah. Okay, cool. Big big take. Yeah, I like it. I think he's very dominant. Um, I think he also changed the game now that it's, a, you know, with Jokic winning back-to-back MVP, Giannis winning back-to-back MVP, he's changed it back to a centre league game uh definitely um Haley, i'm going to pass this on to you do you see bucks winning more championships or do you think the east is potentially too strong with the likes of brooklyn um brooklyn boston uh who else am i thinking of miami, miami. do you think the east is too strong maybe there's teams in the west that are even stronger what do you think um I think probably with what's happening with Brooklyn at the moment, it's really opening up more opportunities for teams like the Bucks to have another run at it, depending on what happens there, obviously. But I think for the Bucks, the main thing is just about having that healthy group. Like Middleton was injured for a large part of last season and like Holiday as well, I think, missed a few games. So it's just about, like, obviously they've done it before. They can do it again. Also, Lopez, I think he'd had that back surgery that put him out for a while. So it's just they can stay healthy as a team. Yeah, I definitely think they've, you know, got that championship DNA and they could get another one. Yeah, do you reckon it'll be Clippers v uh, Clippers v Bucks in the finals next year? I mean, I'd like to see it. I don't know about the Clippers if they could go like all the way. They're getting a bit old now and injury prone, but definitely like to see that matchup. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, okay, in saying that, we will go on to the next segment, which is the match. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Okay, so we are talking about teams that could have been. So we're talking about the teams that were expected to be great, that had great regular seasons and just did not cap it off at the end. Um, One of the most recent ones we could talk about would be the 2016 Warriors that had a 73-9 and record 
which is just crazy. Steph won the unanimous MVP. Um, and then obviously we know what happened in the end. LeBron just went absolutely nuts and they blew a 3-1 lead. Um, but is there any other teams, Jack, I'll give this to you, um, that you want to really highlight? Uh, I do see a Lakers. I do see a Lakers maybe potentially popping up, which is quite devastating um, as a mad Lakers I, fan. I do agree. Like that 2004 Lakers squad with Karl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe and Shaq, they should have destroyed the Pistons theoretically. On paper, you have three MVPs, you know, defensive player of the year. You have, you know, it's a crazy team and I get it. And they should have destroyed the Pistons, who I don't even think had an all-NBA player that team. But that's not the team I'm going to recommend. I'm going to say the 2017 Cavaliers. Just came off a championship. They added Kyle Korver, who is just a crazy shooter. Ashton Kutcher in the NBA. That's what he is. Kyle Korver looks exactly like him. He's so good. He just added that to the roster. But unfortunately, they even went 12-1 and in the NBA playoffs before the finals. Just that one loss to the Celtics, I think it was on a buzzer beater as well. Like, they nearly just basically swept the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they had to face the KD Warriors. But even then, that 2017 Cavs was like a crazy team that nobody talks about because they had to face the KD Warriors. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. Kyrie left the next season and just imploded after that. But Haley, I'll pass this on to you. Do you think Kyrie Irving is maybe a weird guy, but do you think maybe... the Cavs losing in 2017 had an influence on him moving the next season? Or do you think he's just a weird guy and he just wanted to leave because he wanted to leave? I think, like, well, what I heard from it was that whole thing about, you know, he said he wanted to be able to win without LeBron and he felt he wasn't getting that credit. So he wanted to, like, when he moved to Boston, he wanted to do it by himself. But then I guess now he's sort of realising you can't really win without LeBron. Yeah, he's he's definitely reliant on LeBron. Um, but he is a bit of a weird guy, yes. <laughs> he's definitely weird. I see all the videos on, like, Instagram and TikTok of him, like, saging the arena before he enters the building. He's just a weird, weird, weird guy. Uh, back to you, Hayley. Is there a moment in maybe the 2016 Warriors or the 2017 Cavs that really stood out to you and go, oh, this team's not going to win? I definitely think that Charles Smith won. Oh, I think I think you're cutting out a little bit there. Um, we'll give you a few minutes just to try and get your internet back up. We'll just give you a few minutes to get your internet back up. Uh, I'll go to Jack. Mez, we'll, we'll catch you up in a minute. Um, do you think there was any other teams that kind of stood out to you? 2011 Heat didn't win when they had LeBron and Chris Bosh. LeBron oh, was promised a few rings. Yeah, well, he, he promised not one, you know, not two, not three. Not four, not five, not six, not seven. You know, LeBron tried, but, like, he only got two for that heat. But it doesn't really matter. I'm not – in that one, the 2011 heat, it was more the fact that he was just very – him and Dwayne Wade were very cocky, you know, because mm-hmm. Dirk had the flu or whatever. He got sick. And then you have uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron mocking his cough. Like, if that was today, ooh, that wouldn't fly. Mm. But – yeah, I don't know. LeBron just kind of... LeBron even choked. He got clamped by J.J. Barea, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. You know, LeBron just was not good that series. Mm-hmm. And that definitely didn't help that super team. Yeah, all. and I just want to mention one more. Um, just 
just to make me the happiest girl in the world um, to watch you get a little frustrated. The 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, the team that just couldn't do it. Harden, KD, Russ, couldn't get it done. No dynasty. And now look at them. They're tanking for a number one pick every year. Yeah. And we didn't get it this year or last year, but we got we're gonna get Victor Wembyama next year. It's all good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have the three tw- thin people, you know, Poku at the small forward. Um, we're gonna have to get a sixth player on the court somehow, but we'll figure it out. We'll get Chet and we'll get Victor Wembyama. That's not the point. The 2012 OKC Thunder. Look, they had you know Russ, Katie, Harden, Ibaka. We should never have traded for Kendrick Perkins. I wish we didn't. Mm. That guy kind of ruined it, but also Sam Pretz. Presti kind of messed it up by not by cheaping out on Harden. And he kind of learned his lesson from that as well, which is why you see all these players now getting these big contracts from us, just in case we don't lose them because of what could have been in that 2012. So it kind of sucks. Like we were very close to winning. We honestly, I reckon we might have won in 2013 if uh, Patrick Beverly didn't uh, ruin Russell Westbrook's career. Mm. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, everyone's everyone's teams choked. I've, we've got the Lakers up there, and um, we all can't see success every year. Haley, you're back now. Hopefully, your uh, internet has caught back up. Do you think there's maybe another team that maybe didn't make the finals, but there was another team that didn't live up to their potential? Was there a team this season that you thought maybe? had more potential than when they where they finished um yeah well I don't want to rub in the Lakers again but I think that's probably the the 2022 Lakers with LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook and Mallow and Dwight Howard you know that's five guys who made NBA 75 and I know like they're all a bit older but you know if you look on paper like we say LeBron averaging like 30.7 points or something like that Mm. you know, I know Anthony Davis had some injuries and they were a bit out and stuff. And like you said, Jack, I don't think Russell Westbrook was being used to his best ability. And, you know, they've got a new coach in now, so hopefully they can turn things around. But I definitely think they were probably the most disappointing team this year after. I think they were said to be one of the favourites coming into it. Oh, yeah, rub salt in the wound. I wish I wish Kat was still here to have a bit of backup um, because I'm by myself now. <laughs> To be fair, As I to have the to Lakers, watch Lakers though. be bad. To be fair, the Lakers—they didn't get swept. No, who did get swept? Brooklyn. Oh, the Nets. The Nets. The Nets were also pretty disappointing. Um, would you reckon? I Harry, mean, at they least were... they made the, the playoffs. But they, they didn't win a game in the playoffs. <laughs> at least they made the playoffs. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but Haley, if you think about it, the Lakers didn't lose any games in the playoffs this season, so they did pretty well. <laughs> Undefeated. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, do you think maybe the Clippers, when they first joined, like Paul George and Kawhi, that they had a lot more promise than what they've shown? I know, I know Kawhi's been injured. I know Paul George has been injured. But I feel like there was meant to be like the biggest rivalry between Lakers and Clippers, and Lakers still have managed to be out on top. No offense taken, Haley. Have they? Um, I, I think so. I thought in the matchups that Clippers won most of the time. Oh, I mean, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, just see this year coming up. 
Okay. Well, we'll watch this space. I reckon maybe in a few months' time, me and Haley will be head-to-head, um, <laughs> butting heads because we're, our teams are playing. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I think there's been a lot of teams that, you know, as we said, what could have been. Uh, in saying that, we'll go to our last segment, Rapid Fire. We're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. What is happening in free agency? We obviously heard about Kevin Durant requesting a trade, but that's not the only thing that's happened. Kyrie wants in, Kyrie wants out. DeAndre Ayton's on the move. DeAndre Ayton stays. Brunson was pretty much guaranteed to the Knicks before free agency even started. It hasn't been that exciting of a free agency, I would say, because KD has been the biggest news and no team wants to give up their assets if they can get him. But what is happening? Uh, I'll pass this on to whoever wants to answer. What is happening in free agency? Jack, you look like you're shaking your head. What, like... Let's talk about let's talk about KD. Do you think KD. he's going to move? Do you think he's going to move at all? Uh, no, no one's going to offer half their team. They want, they essentially want the Paul George package that OKC got. But there is no team, there's no contending team that has that package because he wants to move to the Suns, right? So who do the Suns give up? They give up Miles Bridges. They can't give up DeAndre Aiden. So it really much have to be just. Uh, Miles Bridges. I, uh, I don't think they can give up Booker. They can't really give up a lot for him. Because if you get take away Booker and Miles Bridges and all these picks, which I don't think they can do either because Ben Simmons on the roster with the max rookie extension or whatever, the, the Suns can't do it. Who else mm-hmm. did you want to go? Lakers, Lakers could do it. Russ and THT and a pick. That's always an option. Um, you know, look, there, there's a lot of options, but Katie's staying. I can't say Katie's staying. Mm. I heard, I heard that um, Toronto are very, very, very close to getting KD. That's what I've heard in the latest 24 hours. They are very, very close to getting KD. They will be giving up half their team, potentially their GM, you know, whatever they can to get him. Um, but I think. I guess I'll push this to you, Haley. Do you think Suns re-signing DeAndre Ayton has helped or hindered their chances of winning again? Uh, obviously, DeAndre Ayton was in part of their plans to potentially get KD before he went to sign with the Pacers before they re-signed him. Um, now they can't trade until January 18 or something like that. So, do you think do you think keeping Ayton has helped them re? try and get a championship yeah definitely I think that you know he's a key player for them obviously I think he played really well in the finals I know that there was a lot of speculation about obviously like Luca came out sort of as the clear best pick from that draft but you know I think Aiden definitely was the best fit for Phoenix at the time and I think it was really important for them to re-sign him because um, fits for them is important and do you think do you think DeAndre Ant can be that third option, that genuine third option that um you know 
can give them 20 points and 10 rebounds every game? Or do you think he was better off doing that at another team? Because obviously he hasn't shown his full potential, but a lot of teams think he's very, very valuable, obviously, that he can be that guy. Do you think he can be that guy in Phoenix potentially next season and moving forward? Or do you think he needed that move for a fresh start? Um, I think it's probably less to do with his actual ability and more like in terms of with Phoenix, I think he felt like the front office not offering him the max extension at the start of the year. That sort of, it was more to do with his, I don't know, mindset maybe. He wasn't feeling valued and stuff. Not necessarily to do with his actual ability on the court. But I think, yeah, so for him it's really just about feeling like he's valued by the team and I think he's definitely got the ability and the potential because he hasn't really developed much of an outside shot. He's slowly extending that range, but, you know, I think he's definitely one of the better centres in the league. Yeah, that that's so true. And he obviously, like, if he can feel like he's supported, he may just grow strength to strength, um, which we will hopefully be able to see unless they start trading him in January 18 for KD. <laughs> um, <laughs> another big trade that kind of has gone unnoticed is Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. Uh, so he has joined Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. Potential there. There's a lot of potential. Do you think it was a mistake or do you think it will actually help Timberwolves make a playoff run and get deep into the playoffs? I don't know. I feel like it's tough for the, the Timberwolves to do it, to be honest. I don't, Rudy Gobert is a very good player. I think he improves the Timberwolves. But at the same time, I don't know how Cat is going to do playing power forward. I understand he's the best shooting center of all time, according to him. <laughs> but I think it's just going to be very difficult in the sense that I, I don't know. Rudy Gobert, I, I do not dislike Rudy Gobert that much. I understand his worth. I understand, like, I would hate to drive in on him. He would block me back to France, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, he's just very good. And I understand that. But I just feel like it's just going to be a very tough fit with Carl Anthony Towns because Carl Anthony Towns is not a great defensive player. And if you have him guarding players such as like a Giannis at power forward, a Julius Randle at the power forward, those big, fast players, even though Julius Randle is not a great example, but mm-hmm. like those type of players where... Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis when he plays. Um, exactly. You get it. Like, it's just tough for Anthony, they, uh, sorry, Carnathy Towns to be that sort of player. Yeah. And I think it's also important to point out is they gave up, they gave up like four or five future first round picks. So if this backfires on the Timberwolves, they're screwed. They don't have, they don't have now a future for Anthony Edwards to grow into. So they yeah. really, really need this to work. Um, does it work? I, I don't know. Um, I guess we have to wait and find out. Uh, the other one I want to talk about, there was a lot of talk about Levine maybe leaving. He's extended. Um, Zion's extension. Do you think mm. that's a mistake by Pelicans? He hasn't played much in his... Sh- he, when he plays, he's, he's everything he has yeah. been like hoped to be. But when he's not playing, he is... He's just a bench player. He, he's in his day-to-day clothes. He doesn't play a lot. Is it worth the biggest rookie max contract that has been given this year? Well, I don't know. I saw a photo, I think it was maybe a week or two ago, where mm-hmm. Zion Williamson looked absolutely jacked. 
Like, I have never seen someone look this massive mm. before in my life. He is huge. So I think all like the talks of this season, him being called fat, tubby, all that sort of stuff. I think he's just put it past him. He looks huge. I reckon look, it's a good deal. If you look at the Pelicans, look in their history. They draft Chris Paul, he leaves. They draft Anthony Davis, he leaves. You know, you take Zion. You, Zion is this really once in a million sort of player. You need to take him. You need to keep him no matter what. If you lose him, yeah, sure, they've got Brandon Ingram. They've got... They've got Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels, yes, the Australian. You know, the Pelicans don't have a lot other than mm-hmm. Zion and Brandon Ingram is what I'm trying to say. But the thing, you got to just take it. You can't mm-hmm. lose. You can't lose a, a talent like Zion. He's a must-keep. Do you think, though, his contract was worth... Uh, it was it was more than Ja Morant's, and Ja Morant is a star. He won Most Improved Player this year. Do you think it was worth it? Like, they paid a lot of money for someone that hadn't played all year. Look, it's it's tough. It's a tough one. I do think it's worth it. Is it a lot of money? Yes. But I don't think they could have got it any cheaper. Like, Zion Williamson, you just got to take it. There's nothing else you can do about it. It's just what you got. If you if you that's what you have to pay, you have to pay it and just hope for the best that his foot heals. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think you know, as you said, he's a once in a generation generation type player, and what we've seen from him when he's on the court is nothing but exceptional. And you'd be stupid to get rid of him. Uh, I wanna I wanna finish on one trade that hasn't happened yet, but I really really want it to happen because All I'm sick of the Lakers. I'm sick of Lakers being bum. They're terrible. We need help for LeBron. He can be quite he can he can he needs help because Anthony Davis is going to be injured. He's going to be injured. Do can Lakers get Kyrie Irving? I think yeah. they can. I hopefully we have nothing to give, but we'll try. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have the greatest trade of all time to give them. Russell go, Westbrook, yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker, mm-hmm. and a first round pick. Every single Lakers fan I see on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, Snapchat, everywhere, they all believe that is the trade to get Kyrie Irving. I reckon they can do it. Go Lakers fans. You keep that Russ and THT pick in your mind because it's going to be there. Yeah, I mean, if we can get him for Russ, THT, and a first-round pick, I will be smiling uh, for podcasts weeks to come. But we will probably have to give up more than that. If yeah, we're being well, realistic. Um, from what I've heard it, in that trade, or oh, sorry, is that oh, it's going to be a 3D trade. Yeah. So Spurs, what, what's the latest? You you would know more about trades than me. What's the latest potentially like trade package? What can we give up to potentially get him? Uh, I'm not 100% sure what it is. I know I've joked about it, but I actually do think it will be the THT and Russ and a first-round pick, they will be moving. You can't keep yeah. them, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I don't reckon they're good enough to keep, to be honest, at this rate. You know, I love Russ, but mm, uh, it's just it's just not going to happen, I reckon, at this rate. I do believe that he's going to... I think there will be the Spurs. They're getting involved in the three-team trade. But I'm not 100% sure of that one. 
Oh, it's just a very tough one, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's tough. It's always changing every day, I suppose, with with what we hear, um, with what we hear trade wise. You don't know who's going where. the The question I'll ask in regards to Lakers: We are still paying for Anthony Davis. We are still we are st- we. Dyson Daniels was pick eight in the NBA draft. He the original pick was the Lakers pick. Um, Dewey has that, yes, he's won us a championship, um, but, you know, in regards to future trades, has that really affected the Lakers and the way they they can trade? They can't really do much. They don't have a roster that's outstanding and the players can just be moved and they're old, they're old team. So do you think we're still paying the price for Anthony Davis? That's a tough one. See, with the Anthony Davis trade, I would grade it an A. It's an A. It's not a B plus. It's not an A minus. It's not an A plus. A plus is if he is still healthy, if he is still dominating. It's tough because, as you said, the Lakers did with a champ win a championship. They don't win it without Anthony Davis. But you did give up a lot. Like you lost Lonzo, who's still a good point guard. You lost Brandon Ingram, who's becoming an all star. You lost Josh Hart. Josh Hart, who's a very good role player. And you did lose a few picks, which, look, unfortunately, when you, you traded that pick, you would think that the Lakers are going to be still in the playoffs at that point. Mm. It's tough. To, you would never have guessed that, you know, this year, Anthony Davis would have been playing only, well, like 20 games or whatever. Russell Westbrook would be on the Lakers. You wouldn't guess when that trade happened. You know, it, it's just crazy. You wouldn't guess it. Mm. Like, it's in hindsight, you don't. You, you still probably make that trade. I don't I don't see how you couldn't. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. You can't yeah, I, I still think it's a good trade. It's just a bit tough now because obviously in hindsight, Lakers have just become bad this couple of year. But you never know, they could improve next year with Kyrie if they get him or mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean look, I'm praying to the basketball gods that Lakers can pull their heads in. And um, get back to the former glory. Uh, we don't have LeBron forever, um, so we can't be wasting these years um, where he's still playing at such an elite level. He's, so hopefully they can turn around. He's <laughs> but, gonna go to OKC soon because we're drafting Bronny. So yeah, my hopes are very, very, very low. Um, but you never know; we may turn it around. We're in a better position than Brooklyn. Our whole team's not going um to dust so that's the way i'm going to look at it i'm going to wrap this up now thank you jack for coming on you've been behind the scenes for what feels like forever now um and thank you for Haley for coming on in your first podcast first podcast um i've loved having you on here you're obviously one of my friends so thank you so much for coming on and i can't wait to keep working with you um Jack, would you come back now that I'm host? Did I embarrass have, you too much? I'll have to deliberate with uh, my, my, you know. With your manager? Be, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> uh, don't want you too famous. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you again, listeners, for always tuning in. Um, we love your support. Can't wait for more podcasts and keep listening to us. And, yeah, have a great week and we'll see you guys next week. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's no-
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.